0: The Lord is good, and His mercy endures forever. You are listening to Take 5 with Alex. Trials. Why do we go through trials? To test our faith, to build our faith, to make us stronger, to draw us closer to God, to build character and to give us a testimony. Trials are always painful, and pain is not pleasant, not physical pain or emotional pain. Most people go to great lengths to avoid pain. The pharmaceutical industry vouches for that. It would be so nice just to sail through life without problems. We might always be happy, but I'm sure we wouldn't have any joy or character. We would have no more spine than a jellyfish looking very pretty but just floating around aimlessly psalm 139 verse 23 to 24 search me O god and know my heart try me and know my anxieties and see if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in the part way everlasting it's so easy to say to god that he should use you like when there's a call to come forward in church and it's emotional and you feel like the next Joyce Myers and you're going to turn the world upside down with your evangelism. Then one day your world is turned upside down and you feel like the bottom fell out. You can't believe that God would allow this to happen to you, to your family. This isn't the way things were supposed to happen. This wasn't the way you had planned your life. You had planned things in an orderly way You were taken into account what the rest of the extended family and society in general sees as normal and socially acceptable. You also hadn't worked sickness into the picture. Not the kind of sickness you are facing now. Not unspoken death sentences. You hadn't taken into account the possibility of rejection by your neighbours and even your close family. As everything comes tumbling down, you start to question God. You ask him how this fits into the plans he has for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Your future looks bleak, not full of hope. You are sure that God has made a mistake, a huge mistake. This is definitely not the picture you had for your life. You cannot believe that Jesus who saved you and whose love you felt so strongly when you made that commitment to follow him. You cannot believe he allowed this to happen. This has to be a mistake. He wouldn't want you to feel so much pain. If he loved you, then he would make some plan to show you a shortcut, a quick escape route out of this mess. But he doesn't. You are tempted to do what the enemy expects you to do. You are tempted to throw in the towel on Christianity and do what the unbelievers do. After all, they don't go to church or read the Bible or pray or tell others about Jesus, and they seem to be getting along just fine. They have responsible jobs, and they're making good money. Their children aren't addicted to drugs and heading for rehab. They haven't been diagnosed with cancer. They don't have debt collectors hammering at their doors. But you remember. You remember that one promise that God made you, one still night, as you sat alone in his presence, he clearly said, I will never leave you or forsake you. You know it's a promise God made to Joshua and other people of faith, and you have earned that verse. So what now? You've read about believers standing at the crossroads of their faith, and now you are standing at that very same place. When it happens to someone else, it's so easy to imagine it was you, and then you decide if it was to happen to you, you would choose Christ without hesitation. You would follow the narrow path. But now, this is real life, and this crisis is happening to you. Your family is falling apart, and your heart has been torn to shreds. It really isn't as easy as it looks. During the day, you put on a brave face, but you cry yourself to sleep at night. Your heart aches with a physical pain that you never knew was possible, and you feel like God has forgotten all about you. You feel like everything you thought was true is actually a lie. Then you hear the whisper through the storm that is raging in your heart and in your mind, I will never leave you or forsake you. You hear it and you realize it's not your imagination. This is real. A semblance of peace starts to settle over you. A calmness that you don't expect slowly inches its way through your confused mind. There's a warmth that starts to melt the broken pieces of your heart together again. Slowly you start to smile a real smile and not a fake smile. Your sleep isn't what it should be, but at least the circles under your eyes have been reduced. Where there used to be no hope, you start start to see a faint light. Instead of accusing God of not playing fair, you start to seek His guidance. He tells you only one word, over and over again. Love. Love others like I love you. Love them till they're whole. Love yourself. Allow me to love you. Break down the wall you were so quick to put up around your heart love is the answer don't resent people for not seeing things the way you see them and the way you think they should be seeing them just love them don't be angry because things are working aren't working the way you thought they should and most of all forgive yourself for thinking that if you had done things differently this situation would have been avoided you can't change the past Dwelling on it will just make life worse for you. Open your eyes and face the future with hope. Know that you are going through something that is going to make you stronger and that is going to build your character. You already perceive that there are certain things you think and feel differently about. Your heart has started to look different, different than it used to look. The cracks aren't just healed, they've been glued together with God's love. You find that it's getting harder to do things in order to please people. Their opinions don't mean as much as God's opinion all of a sudden. Then, one night, your mind is going over all the things that happened, and you decide to ask God what you should do now. You ask him why the dreams had been shattered. It feels like a stone has been thrown through the window pane of what used to be your life. The shards of glass have sharp points that stick into your mending heart at inconvenient times. The little control you seem to be gaining over your life keeps slipping. What now, Lord? What now? And God shows you the sky as clear as glass. He shows you the sky, no clouds, no noise, not even blue, just clear. And he tells you to free fall. You question him. How? Just as if you are jumping out of an airplane. Just fall. Trust me, he says. I am your parachute. I'll be there to catch you. You know at that moment that there's nothing you have control over. Nothing that God can't handle. Nothing that you have to worry about. Nothing that can't be sorted out on your knees. You also know that there's no such thing as a perfect life. There's only a perfect God who cares for, loves, and nurtures imperfect humans like yourself, who gives you the choice of believing in and making Jesus Christ your savior. You know that worrying and being anxious is not going to be an option that you can choose anymore. God has your back and you know it. This doesn't mean your life is suddenly going to be perfect And all your problems are going to be magically or miraculously sorted. But you are going to have that peace that passes all understanding. You are going to be able to live amid the storm with peace and joy.